we've learned anything from these past couple of years, my fellow Americans, is that personal medical freedom and liberty are in crisis. America Out Loud Pulse brings together the top experts in healthcare-related fields to keep you a beat ahead. One of the biggest challenges of uh, a lot of these incidents that happen, specifically in sports, there's a lot of sports uh, uh, situations where athletes are going down, is that there's never any information given to the public. The, the families don't speak most of the time. And of course, others cannot speak uh, for them. And then people speculate and we really never, ever know. You see this latest case with LeBron James, LeBron James' son, uh, suffers cardiac arrest during a USC practice. Uh, this gets interesting. Elon Musk tweets out on this one as well. I don't even know if you can call that a tweet anymore or an exit. I'm not sure. Welcome in, friends, to America Out Loud Pulse. It is Malcolm Out Loud here along with my co-host. Dr. Peter McCullough. So do we still call that tweeting or we call it exit? Or what do we call that, by the way? Do you have any idea? No, we, we call it here America, America Out Loud News. I mean, come on. Uh, I'm not sure changing the, the little blue, uh, blue bird to X did anything. It just happened overnight. Everyone's like, what's this? Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be interesting to see what he does. He's had this vision of X being all inclusive, you know, where it's going to be everywhere you go to kind of the public uh, town square. We'll see if Elon can pull it off, but he uh, tweeted out on this one. I'm, I'm going to still call it a tweet for the moment here you know, that uh, Bernie James cardiac arrest is linked to the COVID-19 vaccine. He suggested and uh, of course, that sparked a lot of outrage. And he didn't really say it was linked. He said we cannot ascribe everything to the vaccine, but by the same token, we cannot ascribe nothing. He said, but the media took that further, as they always do, Peter. You know. So, what do you think of this? Uh, first of all, this young man here, eighteen years old. That's not normal, is it? To suffer cardiac arrest? No, he's eighteen years old. He's had a cardiac arrest uh, while playing at practice, like. Okay. You know, thousands of athletes now in the world have had these cardiac arrests since the vaccines have been ro rolled out. John Stockton, former Utah Jazz star, is keeping track. He says we're well over a thousand high school, college, and pro-level athletes in the United States who've had cardiac arrests. Now these numbers are are skyrocketing. Uh, about two thirds of them are fatal. They don't get the defibrillator there soon enough. It sounds like. Uh, Ronnie James got prompt resuscitation. He's already doing okay in the uh, in the ICU there. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm looking at a report from uh, Summer Shields and from the from the deadline, and she's reporting um, September 28th, 2021. Actually, the reporter is Tom Tapp, who says LeBron James reveals he and his family are vaccinated against COVID. He calls it a personal decision. Wow. LeBron James today revealed for the first time unequivocally that he has been vaccinated against COVID-19. Hmm. He said, quote, I was skeptical at first, said James, but I did my research. Hmm. The Lakers superstar said he had decided what was the, what, that it was the best decision for my family and for my friends. That's what I what I decided to do it. Throughout the past year, James has been evasive about his vaccine status now in some cities such as Los Angeles, New York, San Francisco have vaccination requirements for indoor mega events, which include NBA games. 
Now, do you think from what you just read, is he sticking with that decision? I mean, are you reading it between the lines? Does he think it was a good decision or does he have regrets, do you think? Or does he say that at all? Uh, I'm sure he has regrets now that his son has a completely unnecessary cardiac arrest and nearly loses his life. Now, here's a report from University of Southern California, Annenberg Media. Remember, Annenberg is the Gates Foundation uh, media outfit that's based at USC. This was April 11th, 2023. Veronique Lewis Jacquez reports this. USC will no longer require COVID-19 vaccines, (laughs) lifts other restrictions. The announcement was made via email and it was set to, and it it is set to start start in the summer of 2023. And it's interesting. This is from April, 2021, but they were running the current banner from USC today. And sure enough, in the lower right, is a picture of Bronnie James suffers cardiac arrest in US USC basketball workout now in stable condition. And so I, you know, I overlaid on there too late. I mean, what a tragedy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's too uh, late. Yeah. Well, while you were talking about it, I, I started to get a little angry to think well, that horse has already left the barn. What are we talking about now? Right. I mean, should have thought of that beforehand. Right. It, it's true. And what we're finding with these cardiac arrests is they don't all show myocarditis on the MRI. The MRI uh, can only slice the heart like a bread loaf, mm-hmm. and the slices can only be so thin. So one, if one doesn't slice right through a small patch of inflammation, we can't find it, and the MRI will look normal. And it looks like these kids are now having cardiac arrests months and months after their shots. Yeah. And, it's starting to get really, really serious hmm. because we don't know who's the next player who's going to have a cardiac arrest. Right, right. Well, we've been seeing this for quite some time. I mean, you and I started reporting on these athletes going down. <laughs> it's been a while. I mean, year and a half, two years ago, it started. So let me ask you this. And I'm, I'm very curious to see your answer on this. So I've seen a follow-up tweet to uh, all of this uh, uh, earlier sentiments on uh, James that said here, his basketball career is over before it begins. Now, so what do you say about that? Is that is that a fact or does someone like this come back from this? Is that okay? There's about 300 athletes that have had cardiac arrests <clears throat> with sports and they get ICDs implanted and, and they play in some type of B league or volunteer league. They never go full pro, not with an ICD in. Now, with, with uh, DeMar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills, uh, you know, he's going with this false diagnosis of commodio cortis that he was hit too hard in the chest. Hmm. And he's said to, re- to return to the Bills with no ICD. Hmm. And this is extraordinarily risky. If this is a COVID vax cardiac arrest, it could happen again with, hmm. you know, high level competition. Wow. And, um, wow. you know, it Maybe. may not. I had a chance to uh, meet Pilot Snow. Uh, just a few days ago. He's the American Airlines pilot who had a cardiac arrest after the vaccine, about three months after the vaccine, in an American Airlines jet as it pulled up to the jetway in Dallas. And, you know, that story's amazing, where by luck, the paramedics were at the gate next door dealing with some lady who was having some medical problems. So they literally just hopped over there. They got the defibrillators on. It took three shocks, but they shocked pilot Snow back. Now he has a defibrillator in, and it's now a year and a half later, Malcolm, no repeat cardiac arrest. Hmm. So you know, we, we don't know if they're going to have a cardiac arrest over and over again. The defibrillator is put in for backup, 
now I imagine with all these players having cardiac arrest, they're going to want to play without an ICD right, sure. and take the risk. Sure. Uh, Musk uh, finished that uh, message, that tweet. He said this, and I want you to uh, opine on this. He said, uh, myocarditis is a known side effect. He said the only question is whether it is rare or common. What do you say to that? We can never know unless we check everybody for the condition. Mm-hmm. There's only two studies that checked everybody at baseline and then after taking the shot, and the answer came out to be 2.5%. Well, that's pretty common. That's a big number. Mm-hmm. But you know, the FDA, the CDC, the American College of Cardiology, they all came out and said, it's rare, it's rare, it's rare. We're all saying, no, you can't say it's rare. You can't take the number of spontaneously reported cases and divide it by the total number of people take the shot because not all the cases are captured. So it's it's an invalid approach to immediately declare something's rare. With, with spontaneously reported safety data, the only thing that matters is the crude data. The only thing that matters is that one kid took the shot and had a cardiac arrest. Is one person too many? Yeah. I'm not surprised by any of this. We started talking a while back, you remember about this, Dr. McCullough, and discussed uh, that, you know, <laughs> A lot of things are going to happen down the road. And there's there were a lot of unknowns, but a lot of indicators were pointing that there were going to be some troubles ahead. I'm personally, I'm not surprised. And I think I'm not going to be even more surprised when more of this happens ahead. Are you surprised or not? You know, it just keeps rolling in. While we're on the athletes report, I'm just looking at some captured text from Marquise Goodwin, who's a Cleveland Clinics player who said he's been sidelined with blood clots. I mean, listen to this. It says, hey, blood clots. I had one go to my brain in 2021. It caused a stroke. We need to talk. Uh, okay. Is How are you feeling? I hate to ask, but did you get the vaccine? My stroke happened eight weeks after the vaccine. This is mm. a friend talking to him. Wow. And I fully believe it caused my issues. I'm only 36 and it's terrible mm. uh, what I went through. I don't want anyone else to go through it. And then Marquise Goodwin, who's Cleveland Browns player, who's in the hospital of blood clots. Uh, Marquise Brown, Mar- Marquise Goodwin says, yes, unfortunately I did. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry you experienced that. You know, these guys will not come out in public and yeah. say they took the vax. But I-, I can tell you this much. If they didn't take the vax, I think they would be out there in two seconds saying, you know what? It's not vaccine related. I didn't. Take right. It. Right. And you you felt that from the beginning, actually, because you started calling yeah. people out some time ago about that point that they weren't becoming public on this at all. And so. All right. So over the last oh, 24 hours or so, uh, what's been trending to- topics that have been trended in social media on a couple of different platforms, including the the X Twitter and, and others has been this. Uh, listen, this is what's been trending. Myocarditis, mRNA, DeMar Hamlin, LeBron James, and uh, Jamie Foxx. Those have been oh. trending. What do you think? Well, here we go. Let's give an update on Jamie Foxx. So finally, a video uh, emerges where Fox is wearing a black polo shirt. It's buttoned up around the neck. His arms are about half the size they used to be. Wow. His shoulders are diminished. He's pale. Mm. He's lost his facial fold on the left below the nose and the crinkles in his forehead. 
he looks like a totally different man. Mm. And then he says he's been through hell. He didn't want people seeing him with tubes in him. Yeah. Uh, again, won't be honest, won't come out and say he took the vaccine, had a stroke. But just looking at it, my impression is he took the vax probably against his will and his better judgment, mm-hmm. has a major stroke. I bet I bet he's covering up a tracheostomy stoma or hole in his neck uh, that's healing up uh, beneath his shirt where the tracheostomy tube, and he said he had tubes in. That's the only type of tube that would be in for two months, mm-hmm. and it would keep you in inpatient uh, rehab after stroke. Wow. And he says he's going to be back at work. Uh, boy, let me tell you what, I'm not sure what type of roles he think is he's thinking about playing but mm. um yeah. you know these are public figures yeah. they have a responsibility mm. in a public health crisis to come out and tell people the truth mm. it's not time for private medical situations mm. and everybody immediately wants to talk about oh how hard it was for me or how many people prayed for me and all this uh kind of sympathy centric types of statements no other people are at risk more people are being damaged. Now's the time for honesty. All right. So you say that. Now, you've met Jamie Foxx before. I mean, he's a stand-up guy. Uh, he's done a lot of different... I mean, he's been remarkably successful in his passion. So why doesn't a guy like this come out? And do, what do you think holds him back? Malcolm, I don't know what to tell you. It's I'm seeing it in close friends and family members and others. When this happens, they clam up. None of them want to admit it's the vax. None of them want to admit they've made a mistake. Hmm. Very people, very few people come out like Pilot Snow. Remember Pilot Snow? You know, he's in the hospital and he's got a hospital gown and he lifts it up and he shows he shows where he was defibrillated in his EKG. He goes, This is what the vaccine to me did to me. Why are such few people like Pilot Snow and why are so many people like Jamie Foxx? It, it it's just hard to know. Maybe Fox and Hamlin. And LeBron James's kid, maybe they think there's still a chance for them professionally. And they're trying to navigate and say, you know what, I'm going to be quiet and try to save my skin professionally. And I don't care that more people are going to go down with cardiac arrest. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's Pilot Snow who says, listen, I'm screwed. I'll never fly again. I know it. I'm coming out and I'm going to tell the truth. You know, it may be that, but what when people are not telling the truth, Mm-hmm. And more and more of these cases continue to pile in. And they just don't come out, even in the most obvious situations. Remember uh, our beloved weatherman, Al Roker. Al gets vaccines on TV. He gets multiple vaccines. Then he gets COVID. And then he gets multiple blood clots last fall, nearly dies. Never comes out and said, you know what? I took the vaccine. I got COVID. Vaccine doesn't work. And I got blood clots. I want to warn others. He never comes out. Uh, how about um, uh, uh, Kirk Herbstreet, uh, a CNN football announcer? Mm-hmm. He takes the uh, gets COVID early on, his long COVID, then uh, takes the shots after COVID. Remember, it's always COVID plus the shots. You know, one before the other uh, creates this extraordinary risk. He has blood clots. They shoot to his lungs last year. Yeah. He never comes out and says, "Listen, I want to warn people about this." Uh, none of them come out. They just feel like. Oh, well, it's time for some sympathy. It's time for me to tell my story and let's keep taking shots. At last, the most egregious one is Deion Sanders. Yeah. Deion Sanders is back in the hospital with more blood clots, more amputations, more peripheral arterial surgery. 
And Deion Sanders even went so far as to do a docu-series about all the hardship he went through and all the sympathies and prayers and everything else. He never mentions the vaccine, yet he was out on social media pushing the vaccine, telling people he took the vaccine, telling his players they have to take the vaccine. And here he is with a known vaccine complication, blood clots, and he is completely oblivious to the vaccine and even making a docu-series. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think some of these people, uh, my guess is that some of them are probably embarrassed, frankly. I mean, they don't really know what to do, I'm guessing here, but I, I think that could be part of it. And I think the others don't really know what to do. This is so surreal, every part of this uh, episode, uh, Peter, that we talk about here. And to think that this is all related to that. And, you know, as we're talking here, I mean, I, I have a sense myself if I had taken these vaccines, which I did not and was very adamant about it, and none of my family did as well, and there was pressure. There was pressure for my daughter going to school, going to college, all of that. We said, absolutely not. It is a deal breaker. We will not engage. And and my daughter was, you know, being young and, and naive. She was like, are you sure we should? I mean, she was all for This is where these people get pulled in, Peter, is they get they're naive and they think, well, it can't be too bad. Everybody's taking it. Why not? And we refused it. My daughter I would not allow it. She didn't take it. And uh, but I, I think it's a combination of all these things. I think there's a little bit of embarrassment. I don't think you know what to do. It's a little surreal. And, um, you know, and had I done it myself, I think I, I'll tell you truthfully, Peter, I would probably be in the bucket of what you're talking about. I probably would have some real I just feel like I would some real problems with it. I mean, I don't have any doubt in my mind. It's all based on uh these COVID vaccines, so there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, you don't have these kinds of problems when you're young like this and ath- athletic and fit and everything else. I've never heard of that in my life. Have you? Never. Now, Malcolm, be honest. Would you come out and and hold a press conference and say, listen, I took three shots and now I have a card. I had a cardiac arrest. I'm convinced it's two of the shots. I want to one others. Would you do that or would you keep it quiet? If I had it, if it happened to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Peter, I'll tell you, you have to really think a minute. Everybody is trying to walk their path. Uh, I, you know, I serve a public interest. I, I'd like to think I would come out and say whatever, but it, beyond playing hero a moment here, I think it is a very personal decision for somebody. And I think, you know, it, let's face it, Peter, I mean, it, we'd like to say we all would do the best for mankind and for the, the fellow brother and sister, but. At the end of the day, you have to walk your path and you have to hold your decisions close. And some people may just be uncomfortable with that for many reasons. I mean, I get it uh, versus making it public. You're saying they have an obligation to do that. I don't argue that at all. There's no argument from me. But I think people need to come to I think people are in denial. They still haven't come to the conclusion of what it is. Some of them maybe others suspect in their heart they know what it is. But this is tough. This is tough. I got to tell you. And this is not a surprise to me. This is stuff you and I talked about a year and a half ago when there was no signs of this, but we suspected a lot of this was going to happen. You remember that. You remember those early conversations. Well, wait a minute, Malcolm. I mean, uh, these people go out there. They do press releases. They tell everybody yeah. they take the vaccine. I know. They, I know. they say everybody else should take the vaccine. Uh, they they are right. In you're, right. You're, you're right. You're right. You're, you're yeah, right. Come on. They're, they're you're agents. Right. You got to get right. a vaccine to get into the venue. Yeah. Uh, these guys are all, you know, no, they forced signal. it on other people. You're exactly you're 100 percent right. right. So they virtue signal the credit of the vaccine. Yeah. Yeah. Now 
when something they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. They they want to save their hide. They want to say, as you suggested, save their life, their career, whatever's left of it. And they don't really know what to do. Remember, they're still playing with a lot of pressure over here. People, family members are pushing. I, I don't know. It's tough. I don't know what to tell you. You know, tough. Well, these guys, the thing is, is that yeah, I think for the first time, all these people, instead of being invincible, they feel vulnerable. You better believe they do. You now, listen, that. you have people like Jamie Foxx, who's at the top of the acting world, African-American. He can call his shots. He not can anymore. In, not anymore. He can get in any movie he wants to, but not anymore, right? I've seen uh, a picture of him, by the way, that you just described. I've seen him the other day, and he looked pretty rough. And I, right. I my sentiments, I heard you describe it. You're exactly right. I know, but look at other people. You know, is Justin Bieber... Is he ever really going to pull in a big concert anymore? He had to, he's already canceled. He's already missed a season. And so a he, had, he had it as well, right? He had it as he well. Had a, he had a Ramsey Hunt syndrome, which is a classic vaccine uh, injury syndrome. See, all these it. people, they lined up for it. I mean, stupid. I mean, really uh, but, stupid. But, but, but Malcolm, he, you think about what if every single one of these public figures came out and said, you know what? I took the vaccine. This happened. I'm nearly certain it's due to the vaccine, or my doctors tell me it is, or I, I talked to Dr. McCullough. Yeah. And they'd I'm probably save you, lives. They'd probably save yeah, lives. They would yeah. save lives. And there's so yeah. many people. I mean, look at Eric Clapton. I know Eric Clapton. Yeah. He took the vaccine. Yeah. He couldn't play the guitar for you. What did Eric do? He came out and he said, I can't play the guitar because I took the vaccine. So, you know, why is Eric Clapton honest and someone like Justin Bieber not? Well, he reconciled it with himself and he came out with the truth, which I applaud. Uh, other people are having troubles. They don't know what to do. I mean, they're screwed. But, but and a lot not, of them were pressured, you know? Well, uh, well, maybe it's this. Maybe Justin Bieber is, let's say, mid-30s yeah. and he's thinking about this rest of his career. Yeah. Eric Clapton is 76 and says, listen, I'm at the end. That's a piece uh, of it. You know, I, I, I think that's part of it. Yeah. I, I think a big part of it is the doctor's. Yeah. If the doctors tell him, listen, this wasn't due to the vaccine. Mm -hmm. And there are some doctors that no matter what the obvious syndrome is, Malcolm, yeah. Yeah. they will not admit it's due to the vaccine. Well, I got to tell you, my uh, I, truth be told, my heart goes out to all of them. I mean, a lot of these people were pressured and coerced and doing this sort of thing. I wish they'd come to the altar now with truth, the outlaw truth, and put it out there. Uh, but it is a decision they're going to have to make, and a lot of them are not doing that. There are a few, as you've already pointed out, that are doing it. I think you're going to see more come out, by the way, as this thing goes on. I think more. I think you're going to see more come out and speak truth. I do believe that. You know that. Here's the thing that I'm thinking of, Malcolm. Now that we know cardiac arrest can occur with a normal MRI and without obvious myocarditis by the MRI, that the players can be completely asymptomatic until the time that they drop. And now they're dropping months and months after the last shot. Mm -hmm. What I'm greatly worried about is we don't have control over this. We don't know what the risk factors are. Sure. We don't sure. know who should be screened, who shouldn't be screened. Yeah. I think there's going to be a terror that sets in well, in people who have taken these shots yeah. where they start to think, yeah. oh, my Lord, am I the next one to drop? This is what I'm hearing in the clinic. Yeah. I saw a doctor uh, in the last two weeks came to see me. He goes, listen, he goes, I haven't exercised in two years. I'm afraid I'm going to be the next cardiac arrest out there. He had the and shots. I, he had the shots. And I've got, yeah, he got the shots because I've got a family to support. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I think 
Wow. Whether these guys come out and be honest or not, yeah. I think a panic is settling in as one cardiac arrest after another. And these the other thing, Malcolm, is these don't appear to be settling down. We have yeah. not gone a month or two with no news on this. It's yeah. almost a daily event. Yeah, but we said this was going to happen. I'm I'm really not surprised. I'm I'm not. We said this was going to happen. Uh, really, we did. A year, year, and go back and listen to the tapes again. You'll hear them. We said this was going to happen. It's happening. I, I'm not surprised. That's simple. Yeah, I'm not surprised. This other uh, story, uh, Dr. McCullough, is, uh, I don't know, you know, is interesting follow-up to what we just talked about here. And and I just really want to get your take on this. I'm, I'm really stunned by some of these points in here. So evidently, there was a letter that uh, Dr. Michael Eden addressed to Dr. Robert Malone, my plea to Dr. Robert Malone. And he says, it, it, it just gets to the point here. He, he said, I'm impressed with your work rate and your insightful passion. I'm troubled by one really important thing, though. You're surely aware of the epidemiology analyses by Dennis Rencourt uh, and colleagues. This shows by analysis uh, of state by state, all cause mortality, age, sex, date only, ignoring claims of cause of death, since this is a subject to manipulation, that there was no excess death anywhere until who called a pandemic. Listen to this now. It said, he, he goes on to say, while well, Rencourt's findings rule out is it, what they rule out is a pandemic. His analyses show this in several ways, one of which I've just mentioned. Another is the age profile of the dead, completely inconsistent with the respiratory viral illness. Third is that all-cause mortality varies according to jurisdiction, and that points firmly to policy and not a spread in pathogen as a cause of death. Here's the drum roll. The bottom lines are twofold, he says, uh, uh, Michael Eden says, Dr. Eden. There is no evidence of any kind of pandemic was number one of his findings. And number two, therefore, there wasn't a novel respiratory virus either. It was all lies. There's copious evidence of planning for a pandemic going back over 25 years. All had authoritarian regimes and mass vaccination as objectives. Putting that aside, though, I'm talking now. What do you make of these claims? I mean, really, though, from an educated standpoint of the bottom lines are twofold. There's no evidence of any kind of pandemic. And therefore, there wasn't a novel respiratory virus either. How does he come up with this? Any well, idea? Yeah, let me just say, Yaden is not a medical doctor. He's never seen, examined or treated a COVID patient. And so, you know, it is speculation from somebody huh. who used to work at, at Pfizer. So uh, part of his frustration is that there was clearly a pandemic planning that occurred right. since easily from 2012. Uh, it was clear that this is human engineered. But this leap that it was planned and it's a human engineered virus, but the virus doesn't exist. Yeah, it was all make believe he's saying. I mean, come it, on. That, that, you know, that's the... Thing. So this idea that the virus doesn't exist. So I, I kind of lay it out this way. People did get sick with something. I got sick. Your wife got sick. I mean, the, yeah, the she, almost you died. Guys, she almost died. Okay. okay. So we will take that as um, <laughs> prima facie evidence that there is some illness. Okay. So then the next question is, what is the illness? Yeah. Well, this illness is this contagious illness. It, it affects the lungs in an unusual way. It's not a consolidated pneumonia. Every study that looks at it causes blood clots in the lungs. It causes blood clots 
uh, at rates we've never seen before. Right. And uh, it has long lingering effects called long COVID or post-acute sequelae syndrome. Okay, all would agree on that. Okay, so if people like Yaden, who says this doesn't exist, I've asked them, and we've had many Zoom calls. I said, if, if if the virus doesn't exist, you just tell me what it is. Exactly. If it's not SARS-CoV-2, that's what the okay. hell is it? Just tell me what it is. The best they've been able to come up with is they've said, well, it's the flu. I said, this is no flu. People oh aren't sick God. for six months after the flu. The flu doesn't cause blood clots. The flu isn't anything like this. Wow. And and I've said, listen, the the genetic sequence of the virus is wow. known. It's been fully sequenced. All its variants are known. Mm. The Chinese have clearly cultured it, cultured it and isolated it because mm. they make a fully killed vaccine. So the virus has been fully isolated, fully cultured. So we've got that. We can physically see the virus on electron microscopy. Of course. So, you know, we have completely... Proof. So why would he say this? That there, there was. He says his words. There wasn't, was not a novel respiratory virus. Why does he say that? What? What? what that doesn't compute. What they are doing again, because they're not doctors. They're not. But that doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter if he's not a doctor, Peter. I, I know, but what I'm saying is, it, it's. Uh, I don't think there's a single doctor who actually sees patients and examine patients with COVID that says this. I don't know a single one. It's only people from the sidelines who are getting, you know, pretty far away from reality. reality. Saying this. Yeah. But what they're saying, Malcolm, is this, is that in the years that COVID came in, the reporting from all the agencies said that influenza didn't exist. It literally didn't exist for those years. Right. And what people are saying is that, listen, it's impossible for flu to go away just because COVID is here. There must have been some flu. Well, what happened is the initial test for COVID could not distinguish between flu. It got pulled into it. Of course it did, Peter. It so, got so, pulled so, into the whole thing. Of course. Right. So Malcolm, my interpretation is some people, probably some senior citizens coming from nursing homes who really had the flu mm-hmm. were misdiagnosed as COVID. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. what I think. Oh, yeah. No, no question. No but, question. But but COVID still existed. And that was what we call the vaccine deniers uh, and the virus deniers. The, the virus deniers to this day, I, I've given them a lot of opportunity. Explain what it is mm-hmm. if you don't think it's SARS-CoV-2. And the best they can do is say, well, maybe it was a case well, of the flu. And I said, no, that's not good enough. You have wow, to do better. Wow, so we're back to this circular... But I think what they're doing is they're trying to build a, build a case for total fraud, that everything from the beginning is fraud. This didn't exist. None of yeah, this actually yeah. ever really happened. And and my point is, we don't need such a case of total fraud. There's enough fraud for what's <laughs> obviously coming out. We don't need total fraud. I, I think it's I think it's very cohesive to say there was a real virus. It came out of the lab in China. People really did get sick and die. And there was fraud committed too. I think I can. I think everything uh, is well, perfectly jiving with I other guess. information. But you're right. I didn't, I didn't expect this to come from uh, these. Uh, I, I, listen, I, I've had I spoke. I've had Dr. Michael Yeadon several times on the progress. He's, uh, uh, I you know, I want to believe he's very well intentioned. I have a lot of respect for him, but I. I I'll really have a little bit less respect for this sort of uh, craziness here. I, I don't really understand what this accomplishes. Well, he, there is a cadre of virus deniers. They're almost 
all in the UK. And is that right? Is that right? Yeah, they're almost all in the UK, and they meet regularly. I've been on their Zoom. And Are these the same on. people that think 9-11 didn't happen if we didn't go to the moon and the earth are still flat, I wonder? No, there are there are some people who who will will say various things. They'll just oh, yeah. say, no, yeah. well, this this never really happened. Uh, they deny some horrible world <laughs> event. Wow. And, and I've just never understood what is gained out of it. I, I think they're trying to build the case for a total hoax. Like, aha, a poof. It, it, it was like a magic show. We were fooled. Well, I, I mean, uh, chances are one of those virus deniers would have a different view if their sister died of COVID. That's Do you right. see what I mean? I mean, That's chances right. are just if it hit close to home, yeah. they would say, uh, I think I was wrong. This was yeah. a pretty serious illness. Yeah, yeah, wow. Well, anyways, I, I just I, I wanted to share that to get that out to listeners. I'm I'm really I'm shocked at what I just read you all. I'm still um, I'm blown away actually by these comments. And when I read this, I really did a double take, and I said, I got I got to talk to Peter on this thing. I get we got oh yeah no I I just I didn't know what you'd say I I because I know you have a lot of respect for these people. I know that. And I, I wasn't sure what you'd reply with because I, I said to you earlier, I got to bring this up. And, you know, but anyways, I, I just don't understand it. I don't understand what this accomplishes. I don't really get it. There was definitely a novel respiratory virus. My golly, Miss Ma. I mean, gee Louise, we lived through it. We, people died from this. My wife was close inches to death. I mean, this was serious. It, this was not the flu, my friends. This is, I. what do you want to call it? I mean, it's nuts that people are doing, you know, I got to tell you, I, I'll tell you, <laughs> Peter, I think people who do this, I think they, I, I'm serious, I think they lose all credibility. I, I have no, I have no favor to speak to the man again and have him. I just, I lose all favor with that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I just lose all favor with the conversation. There's nothing about that that attracts me to have, I think they've gone off the deep end and need some psychological help. I mean, I, I don't know what, I'm, I'm trying to be a gentleman here, but no. Well, you know, they got on my Twitter feed and every so often one of these vitriolic virus deniers, they'll get on there and they'll say, you lying son of a gun. I've seen them. The, the virus doesn't exist. Yeah. You're just propagating a big lie and trying to profit off it and what have you. And it's just like, Oh, no, no, that's not what I'm doing. The last three years of my life have not been fun. This is not this is not enjoyment. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's something about it that, you know, the virus doesn't exist. And you know what part of it comes from? It comes from that contractor in uh, in, in, in Calgary, I believe. Uh, one of the cities out in the Western provinces, this guy, went to city council and says, we shouldn't have to wear masks and have lockdowns. And they said, why? He goes, because the virus doesn't exist. Hmm. And they go, well, sure it is. He goes, no one's ever isolated it. And I've heard those reports. Yeah, I've heard those. Exist, right? Yeah. And yeah. the city council goes, well, yeah, they have. And he goes, well, if they have, prove it. And they could not come up with anything to show this guy that the virus existed. Now, now granted, it's the city council. It's not me. But the fact that it was like a little seventh grade trick that a kid would play in, you know, junior high because he won the seventh grade trick and he didn't yeah. have to yeah. lock down or social. Well, everyone said, listen, that guy's on to something. Let, let's try to deny the entire oh my thing. God. And, like it's going to go away overnight or something. Right. You know? Right. Well, let me say to all our listeners right now that uh, 
Uh, yeah, I, I don't. Let me say this. I mean, I sincerely apologize to everybody who has number one long COVID, or number two that have buried a loved one or had some traumatic thing. That we even had this conversation. It's an insult to people that were. I mean, it's ridiculous on its face. It was so ridiculous. I just, I just felt I, I read it and I kept reading it. And I thought I was misreading what I read. And I thought, I, I got to bring this up with Peter McCullough. I got to see what he says, man. He's going to have something to say about this. And, I, and so anyways, we did. But I, I'm stunned at what I read from people who I thought were credible, who are putting out such garbage. I, I just, it's, stu- it's stunning to me. And I don't know what good comes out of that to deny what is evident. I mean, this happened just as much as the sun is going to come up tomorrow morning, Peter McCullough. You understand? Uh, I know, but I think I've been on some of these calls and, you know, Yaden has kind of migrated his thinking to that view because he's becoming more and more frustrated with the fraudulent aspects of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, again, I I, I think all, all those who are doing this are disadvantaged because they're not a doctor and they haven't seen the, the illness in real time. And none of them appear to be a patient. And so they haven't been sick themselves. Well, I'm not a doctor either, but I understand evidence and I understand reality. Uh, come on, Dr. McCullough, don't I, I give know, anybody but, a pass, please. I, I know, but but you had it yourself. Your wife got really Yes, sick. yes. But, but what, what I'm saying, Malcolm, is when you see the illness up close and personal, your viewpoint is different than providing commentary from your bunker in the UK for no. three years. So oh. Some of these guys have been hunkered down for three years podcasting and they're losing their minds is what you're saying what i'm saying is is that you know group think is contagious oh, one man. or the other and oh. if you get on a bunch of zooms and podcasts with oh. people who are denying the virus oh, you're locked down in your bunker and you're oh. over in the uk where the skies are gray you know 98 percent of the days per year right. i think you can kind of go nuts all right point taken point taken uh man wow <laughs> wow this is crazy, people. This is crazy. I've never seen anything like it. But let me emphasize, I'm yeah. telling you as a doctor, Malcolm, and, yeah. and the yeah. virus does exist. <laughs> it's been cultured, isolated, fully yeah. sequenced. Yeah. You can see it on electronic mi- yeah. microscope. It yeah. makes people sick in a very unique way Yeah. that there's no doubt about it. SARS-CoV-2 yeah. exists. Well... And, and as a man who has followed this very closely on a network and read thousands and tens of thousands of messages from people and who has seen my wife near death and uh, with uh, with it in her uh, COVID pneumonia, uh, in her oxygen levels fallen into the high 70s, barely being able to breathe on a heavily oxygen machine just minutes from death. And by the grace of God, we were able to save her. Yes, I would say this thing is freaking real. And for anybody who think this was some casual cold or something else, you're out of your mind and you need to get checked. Uh, you, you, you've been really, I don't know, you've been eating too many Wheaties in the morning or smelling the tulips too long. That's <laughs> all I can tell you, man. It's too, too much. It's too much to do that. And you lose all credibility at that point. Listen. Um, you have been talking. I just want to touch on you have uh, I, I'm really kind of juiced about. Um, well, it was started with the natto kinase, which we've been talking about here. But you've been you've been you've been working you, knowing you. I mean, God, it doesn't surprise me about you. But you you're really developing your own uh, this new protocol to fight uh, this long COVID and all. 
which Narukanese is one of the uh, points of it, and there are other things, other parts of it. But I've been seeing more and more, and you're you're actually going through the muscle again and doing this, and you're on the cutting edge of this thing. Uh, I think tell folks, I think about it. You know, with the McCullough protocol, sequence multi-drug therapy for COVID nineteen, I was not wrong, Malcolm. One hundred percent right, you were. One hundred percent. You were. Hold on, you were on the leading edge. I remember when edge. you were talking about it at the very beginning. I was trying to understand. You were talking about early treatment, early treatment, early treatment. I said, what is McCullough talking about? Well, I surely found <laughs> out what you were talking about. Right. Because, you know, and the thing is, is that I use my clinical judgment, all available literature, the best science. And in the end, you have to make a gut call. I made a gut call that this virus is a serious infection. We need a lot of drugs to cover a lot of bases. And I put it out there with an easy to read, easy to understand protocol that you could make a series of choices. Well, here we are again. We got people who have taken the vaccine, have had COVID multiple times. They're sick. They're dizzy. Their hair's falling out. They've lost their muscle tone. Their joints ache. Uh, We see all these syndromes. Every time we look at this, Malcolm, you know what the problem is? It's the spike protein. It's yeah. the surface yeah. uh, protein on the virus. Uh, it's the protein that's produced after the genetic installation of messenger RNA. The human body is getting loaded with the spike protein and the body can't get rid of it. There are no natural yeah. enzymes that break it down. Uh, it's been shown to be stuck in tissues and in cells for months, if not years after the vaccine and after the infection. And so- we have made the call and myself and a small group of scientists, doctors, after, you know, experimenting, after reviewing the literature, looking at clinical trials, we believe base spike detox is going to be the way to go. And we put it out there, just hit on sun, going to hit a podcast today, uh, tomorrow through this week. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's based on a lot of work with scientists and it's three natural substances. One is natokinase. We've mm-hmm. talked about it before. Mm-hmm. 2,000 units twice a day. It can even go higher if it needs to. The Japanese compound. We Now we use bromelain. Bromelain is derived from the stems of pineapples. It's a drug. It's also an enzyme that breaks down the spike protein. Uh, bromelain, 500 milligrams a day. And then lastly, curcumin. Curcumin is derived from turmeric. It's anti-inflammatory. Seems to protect against spike protein injury. Even supported by randomized trials. All of these have been used in preclinical testing, now clinical testing. Uh, they all have medicinal properties. People should understand this. Natokinase is like a drug in Japan. It's used mm-hmm. as a cardiovascular drug. It's a blood thinner. Uh, bromelain in 2022 was FDA approved as a product, actually a form of a wound healing ointment in deep burns. So bromelain is actually a drug. It has a drug effect. Well, it's available orally as an oral product. We know both get into the body circulation because they change the blood clotting parameters. So we know they're active. And I have a major manuscript coming out summarizing all of this. When will that and be out, by the way? I've been seeing it that. It should be out in the next month or two. I just heard from the editor today. We're you know okay. tidying up the references and all of this. Okay. Such a big deal to, to publish papers. But the bottom line is base spike detox is the way to go. It's three substances, natokinase, 2,000 twice a day, bromelain, 500 milligrams a day, and curcumin, 500 milligrams twice a day. The three together, you can get over-the-counter. They're natural products, order them online. The caveats are bleeding. Now, if people start having bleeding, easy bruising, bleeding from the gums and mouth, the dose needs to be reduced, talk to your doctor. 
if you're already on blood thinners, you can take these, but we have to have, uh, you know, be cautious. And then pregnant women can't take it. Women of childbearing potential, children can't take them. And then uh, very importantly, allergies. If there's allergies to soy or to pineapple or, 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 or yeah. any of the components, you have trouble. But let me tell you, by, it's about three months, maybe six or 12 months. Right. But the bottom line is after three months, people start to feel better. I don't know what to do about the risk of cardiac death like Bronnie James, but what I'm telling my patients now who have myocarditis, I think there's spike protein in the heart. Get some of the detox and let's get going on it. It's my best shot at this given the emergency and the lack of clinical trials and funding. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you're to be applauded uh, to, as far as I'm concerned, uh, to be uh, to put yourself out there again and study this. And I know you've been studying every part of this thing, uh, trying to find the answers. So I, I'll tell you, I just, I applaud you, man, uh, for everything you put into this thing. Um, the uh, the nettokinase and, and it's got root dandelion and there's a whole lot in that spike support uh, with the wellness company. We should mention that right here, uh, Dr. McCullough. Um, uh, correct, the uh, nettokinase. Yeah, wellness company, best in class, form of nettokinase available. Available worldwide now. It's called Spike Support, two capsules twice a day. Yeah. At the wellness company, we will be bringing in curcumin, uh, the highest quality, as well yeah. as bromelain to be in a trio with Spike Support. I knew you were going. I knew they were going to do yeah. it. I was just waiting it, for it, that. It's, yeah, it's going to be up in a few weeks. I'm anxious to see that. We'll get behind that big time here on the network, buddy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, when I see, uh, I saw yeah. a patient today yeah. who had uh, uh, COVID. Yeah. severe COVID yeah. and has blood clots and pulmonary embolism. Yeah. Then he had atrial fibrillation and uh, I think a little mini stroke. And all of this seemed to be triggered from COVID. Well, I have him all the, all the conventional drugs. I have him on uh, blood thinner uh, and, and we get far along in this. Yeah, And I think we're at the point where I think everything's resolved and we decided to stop the blood thinner. I was so grateful to have natokinase and the other products because I said, listen, you still need some coverage. And uh, he's been on natokinase now wow. six months. I saw him back. He has the best EKG he's ever had. Wow. He hasn't wow. had any spritzes of any Same. abnormalities. You're on it. He's not requiring any prescription drugs. And right. I said, listen, these are like prescription yeah. drugs, but they're just natural supplements. Yeah, yeah. But uh, you know, that's the reason why the Japanese have been using this. That's right, right along. Yeah, as this comes from Japan. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, listen, um, uh, the the kinase, and I'm excited about what's going to happen here, and the wellness company will be on top of this. I'm certain of it, but. Um, uh, America out loud dot shop. You'll get 25% off. Use the code out loud, uh, America out loud dot shop. They also have one wellness where you get all the healthcare, unlimited virtual care visits you need. It's a, remarkable. It's amazing. Uh, it's one low price for the month. It's very affordable. Uh, and you'll get 25% off of that month as well. So instead of 199, 149 and one wellness membership, it's state of the art. And this is what the intention is of the wellness company is to really uh, be on the front edge of this, a state of the art to help people out. So one wellness. Uh, and then the uh, spike support. And there's a whole host of products there as well. 
on uh, the wellness company. Check that out. You get them all through the link and you'll get 25% off of americaoutloud.com. Uh, I got to take a quick, we ran so late, but, but you know, once we get talking with McCullough and, uh, and Mr. Out Loud here, you can forget about it. We'll take a quick pause. We'll see you just on the other side here. You're listening to America Out Loud Pulse. One of the biggest advances in nutraceuticals and supplements is healthy cell. And the healthy cell line is extensive. I typically focus on the microgel technology. Three major products here, Immune Super Boost, the Focus and Recall, and then the REM Sleep Supplement. Each one of these is complementary and they can uh, have a role, I think, in the health of your life each and every day. I know they do in my case. Many of you know, after COVID-19 twice, I spent almost the entire year in 2022 with the upper respiratory tract illness. Now, thankfully, and I've been diligent with the Immune Super Boost in the morning, followed by Focus and Energy, and then in the evening time, the REM Sleep Supplement. The microgel technology works, and boy, does it work fast. So go to our website, America Out Loud Talk Radio, Find the banner bar for Healthy Cell, click on it, and that'll take you to the site to get a discount on your purchase of all Healthy Cell products. So let's get real, let's get loud on America Loud Talk Radio. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com, seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. 
Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Okay, here we are, friends. Back with you here at America Out Loud Pulse. It is Malcolm Out Loud here along with Dr. Peter McCullough and uh, Q&A 77 as well here. Let's get a few questions in here. Joseph says, how do you remove spike proteins from the body, Dr. McCullough, from having COVID or the vaccine? That's what we've been talking about, detox, hopefully proteolytically degrading them with natokinase and bromelain. We add curcumin to reduce the effect of the spike protein fragments, then let the body clear it out themselves. Now, some people have had such mild infections, there's probably no evidence of spike protein in your body. But every time an autopsy is done, and somebody who's died of COVID-19 and they stain for it, they find the spike protein in the body. So we believe detox, minimum of three months, could be 12 months or longer, particularly if the vaccines have been taken. We don't know when the vaccines actually shut off making this stuff. It's turning out to be a nightmare. Again, the doses are natokinase, 2,000 units twice a day, bromelain, 500 milligrams a day, and curcumin, 500 milligrams twice a day. That's called BSD, base spike detox. Base spike detox. Yep, base spike detox. Um, All right. Ellen says, God bless you both for your amazing work. Uh, Dr. McCullough, I read that the vaccines were tested on mice and ferrets, and those animals died a few weeks afterwards. Uh, from the uh, psychid, psychid, um, cytokine storm, is it? Of course, a multiple organ failure. What do you have to say about this study? Is everyone going to die? Is there hope for people? I'm terrified for my children and grandchildren. I thought this question from Ellen was profound. What do you think about that? No, I don't think everybody's going to die. The human body is amazingly resilient. We have the data from Schmeling and colleagues. 30% of people, nothing happens to them. Nothing. About two-thirds have some mild reactions, and only 4.2% really get in trouble. We think the 4.2% is the people having the cardiac arrests and blood clots. I think the majority of people are fine, but I think an insurance policy used to use that BSD, base spike detox, and we need to get going on it. Far too many people are loaded up with these vaccines, and they've had COVID as well. Yeah, that's exactly it. Okay, this one's from Ronald. Help, help, help. Pam... And I, Pam is 78 and Ronald is 82. Okay. They really need advice and direction. We both had COVID-19 in September 21. Never jabbed. We both have long haul, pretty much a guaranteed at that point to have the long haul, I think. Uh, and it has made us useless for more than normal activities. Any sure where even minimal physical effort is required wipes us out. Other than the physical, we seem to be okay. I try to get help from the wellness company, but they said there is no one from their organization in our state of Wyoming, they said. We have been on spike support for about three months, but is there any improvement? It is minimal if there's any improvement. We are prepared to do just about anything that will help us. Please advise. They're in Wyoming, I guess. Yeah, I think they're about to turn the corner. If they've been sick this long, Malcolm, I think they can turn the corner. They could certainly add the bromelain, the curcumin. Uh, you know, there's no energy pill here. People are going to have to exercise their way back with fitness. There's some people really struggling in our practice. We try IVs and shots. And I tell people in the end, you got to do it yourself. Once you've detoxed enough, it's not a pill that's going to cure this. It's going to be a lot of work on diet, fitness, and yeah. And- what are you going to call this new protocol, by the way? Is there a name for it? 
we call it BSD, base spike detox, because okay. it's the base. Now you can add other things to it. People right. want to add an acetylcysteine yeah. or low dose naltrexone or hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin or steroids. But base spice, uh, spike base detox, spike BSD. BSD. All BSD. right. So Ronald, do the BSD uh, with you and your wife. You can't go wrong with that, at least. And Hopefully that'll help you there. Again, we're not getting, let me follow that up. I said, we're not giving direct medical advice here. So consult with your doctors, but there's an idea for you anyways. Uh, Gayla says, um, uh, let's see here. This was my comment on your program with Dr. McCullough. Let's see, that's not, uh, that's that's the wrong one here. Hold on here just a minute. Okay, here it is. Murray, my 30-year-old niece has had COVID-19 twice. She has taken the Pfizer vaccine and two booster shots. She's been sick for two years, starting after the initial vaccines. Her symptoms are loss of menstrual period, extreme constipation as a result of the hyperstalysis. is it? Uh, could this be a result of COVID vaccines and booster shots? If so, what course of treatment would you advise? I think so. I think there's a lot of disturbances in the microbiome that are related to the shots. And we don't know the effects of detoxification, but I, I think they're going to play a big role. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I started reading one that was about, uh, there's several that had come in about the, uh, we had a couple of programs about the transgender, but that's got to be another question for another day here, uh, pretty much here. Let's get this last one in from Haley. I'm putting together my husband's case for QIRC here in Queensland. Wow. And I have many questions for Dr. McCullough. What is the earliest known cases of vaccine injuries? What is the earliest known study worldwide that shows vaccine was not effective and did not prevent transmission. Would Dr. McCullough be willing to appear via Zoom to support our case in September? Wow. I haven't been able to find another way to contact the good doctors, so I'm hoping he would be available and willing to respond directly. So I figured I'd throw that at the end here from Haley. What do you say to that? Come on, Haley. People reach out to me all over. My phone number and email are all over the internet. So we we want to do a little better internet research. Um, but sure, I'm happy to help out any way I can. I'm involved in about 100 of these cases pro bono. So it's taken a tremendous amount of time um, to help as many people as I can. Uh, all the research uh, that you have in terms of the early trials, uh, you know, those are abundantly available on the daily cloud, for instance. So the original clinical trials never worked. Uh, the vaccine never stopped any COVID. It never stopped transmission. All this is just widely available to you on the internet. So I suggest that you go to the Daily Cloud uh, is a good source. Brownstone Institute is, is a good source. These are all well-written, well-researched uh, documents. So. Okay. All right. That is a wrap from here, friends. Uh, Q&A 77 and uh, all the great stories up front here. Um, wow, it's been a pretty wicked ride, hasn't it? Uh, let's just keep hoping that things get better and the sun continues to stay out and uh, makes us all a little happier, I hope. What a strange few years it's been, I have to tell you here. Thank you for joining us here on the Mission America Out Loud Pulse. Always a beat ahead. <laughs>